0: Hello, and welcome to Ministry Monday. I'm your host, Amanda Bruce. Well, we in the NPM office are preparing for Christmas, which means that we are taking a one-week break from Ministry Monday after this episode. This also means, then, that this is the last episode of the year. As we look towards the new year, we want to know, what was your favorite Ministry Monday episode of 2020? Just like we did last year in 2019, we are going to share the fan-favorite voted episode from this year and then showcase it in January. So email us and let us know what episode you liked the most. And if you can't remember the title, simply describe the topic to us and we can help. Email your vote at ministrymonday at npm.org. Again, that's ministrymonday at npm.org. The deadline to submit your vote is December 31st of this year. And lastly, I invite you to tune into NPM's YouTube channel on Monday, January 4th as we are going live at 9am Eastern Time and 12 noon Eastern Time, which would be 9am Pacific Time for US West Coasters. We have some announcements to make for our membership. And if you are an NPM member, you really owe it to yourself to listen in. These announcements will be very important and very exciting. So, again, mark your calendars and tune in on Monday, January 4th, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. More details are forthcoming on our social media channels and in our notebook bi weekly email blast. And now, without further ado, let's begin. In our final moments before the Christmas celebrations, Ministry Monday takes a brief moment to reflect on the spiritual resolutions for the new year ahead. This episode is meant to be a short moment's respite among the challenges in our world. We hope you find it short, sweet, and a quick release of the tension you didn't even know that you were holding in your shoulders right now. Today's episode comes from the November 2018 edition of NPM's Pastoral Music Magazine. The article, Spiritual Resolutions for a New Liturgical Year, was written by Margaret Felice. Now, full disclosure, keep in mind that this article was written at a time when masks were not required, physical distancing was not a phrase one heard every day, and public singing was more than welcomed in our sacred spaces. While I understand that all of the things I just mentioned are temporary in our society, it bears mentioning, as Margaret refers to public singing during this article. We cannot endorse public singing with others just yet, but we hope the sentiment and core of Margaret's message still sound true in your heart during these last few days. Of Advent. Spiritual Resolutions for a New Liturgical Year. Advent is a beautiful season, especially for those of us who love liturgy and music. The hymns are unique and beautiful. The colors and imagery are deep and rich, and the season is just short enough that we don't get tired of it. The catch, of course, is that it arrives amid a crazy, busy time outside the church doors. And for those responsible for preparing the liturgy, the stress load is multiplied many times over. The quiet, contemplative calm of Advent in the midst of pre-Christmas chaos may be precisely its gift. Find us ready, Lord, is a useful mantra to pray when you're a few days from Midnight Mass with too few rehearsals left. Yet, Advent calls us to pray about preparation in all aspects of our lives, particularly in our spiritual life. As the start of a new liturgical year, Advent may be just the right time to consider recommitting to our spiritual health. We need to nurture our own faith, in order to feed the needs of the choirs and communities that depend on us. Here are some simple ways to tap into the spiritual richness of this season. Pray with Advent themes. The Advent readings and hymns offer meaningful themes, powerful symbols, and wonderful models for reflection. Consider adopting an Advent mantra, that you repeat and reflect on throughout the season. Even a phrase as simple as John the Baptist's call to prepare the way of the Lord has potential for reflection. As ministers, how do we prepare the way in the church and in the world? What characteristics and habits do we need to cultivate and pray for in ourselves so that we can be prepared? During Advent, we also focus on expectation, an attitude of attentiveness, waiting for the Lord. This attitude is more about being than doing. Maybe part of your Advent discipline is making time for stillness and considering the balance in your life between being and doing. Make music for yourself. Aren't we lucky that making music is our job, or at least part of our job? It feels that way most days, until we are juggling extra weeknight rehearsals, trying to keep everyone happy with our repertoire choices, and perhaps realizing that the Hallelujah Chorus may have been an overreach this year. As the season wears on, The circles under our eyes match the signature color of the candles on the Advent wreath. Whether you are full or part-time, paid or volunteer, don't let the duty of music-making overpower the joy. Find a few minutes this December to make music for yourself, even if it's just singing in the car, caroling with friends at a party, or creating an Advent mix on your iPhone. Our musical passion and expression are gifts from God. Savor that gift. Don't shortchange Advent music. In today's culture, making Advent music is a kind of subversive act. While the malls are blasting We Wish You a Merry Christmas we avoid getting ahead of ourselves and sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. With the exception of that last hymn, I find little Advent music that feels overdone. Rather than reaching the saturation point of O Come, Divine Messiah, or People Look East in one weekend, it takes years of singing these hymns for them to become very familiar. If that's the case for the choir, it's doubly so for the assembly. When Advent arrives, many of the songs feel like old friends come to visit. They accumulate meaning for us slowly, season after season, like the liturgy itself. While we may be focused on preparing Christmas music during our December rehearsals, take the time to start and or end a rehearsal with an Advent hymn that grounds the choir in the moment. Praying these distinctive tunes and evocative texts can evoke the solemnity and pace of Advent. Color Your World One of the reasons I love the liturgical year so much is that it gives us yet another way to make time special. My colleagues tease me when all of my purple attire appears this time of year, but they know it's just another way to participate in the life of the church and witness to that in the world. Maybe full-on purple is not for you. A scarf or tie that incorporates the hues of Advent or a deep purple pen may be enough to provide a subtle daily connection. There are many ways to incorporate Advent's symbols into your celebration of the season. Put your Advent wreath out and light it each evening. Wait until Christmas Eve to replace it with the creche. Pray with and decorate a Jesse tree. A symbol revealed each day and or shared each week with the choir reminds us of the great stories of our faith shared in the Old Testament. As we start a new liturgical year, let's be mindful that the weeks of Advent are a gift for the entire church, and that that includes over-scheduled, stressed-out pastoral musicians too. Our particular work as pastoral ministers is part of a universal celebration of all the ways Jesus comes to us and of his great promise to come again. As we move from weekend to weekend, crossing items off our to do list, let us not lose sight of the long vision of this season. The King shall come when morning dawns and light and beauty brings. Hail Christ the Lord, thy people pray. Come quickly, King of kings. Prayer in your pocket. Need a mantra to carry during Advent? Try some of these from Cycle C readings. The Lord our justice. Jeremiah 33, verse 16. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all. Thessalonians 1, chapter 3, verse 12. Be vigilant at all times. Luke, chapter 21, verse 36. May it be done unto me according to your word. Luke, chapter 1, verse 38. Prepare the way of the Lord. Luke, chapter 3, verse 4. Be glad and exult with all your heart. The Lord your God is in your midst. Zephaniah, chapter 3. Verses 14 through 17. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none. Luke chapter 3 verse 11 Here I am, I come to do your will. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 9 Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Luke chapter 1 verse 42 Margaret Felice is a singer, conductor, educator, and writer living in Boston. She is on the religion and fine arts faculty at Boston College High School, where she directs the liturgical musicians and is an assistant director of the liturgy arts group at Boston College. She's the author of 2019, a book of grace-filled days a daily devotional published by Loyola Press. As we wrap up this episode, we again invite you to tune into NPM's YouTube channel on January 4th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time for announcements pertaining to NPM membership. We will be offering the same live opportunity at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 9 a.m. Pacific Time on that same day with an opportunity for questions and follow-up at 3 o'clock Eastern time as well. So mark your calendars, stay close to social media, and visit youtube.com forward slash npm live stream on January 4th. The recording of Creator of the Stars of Night was produced by GIA Publications, and our theme music was produced by Erin Schaus. Today's podcast episode was produced by me, Amanda Bruce. That's it for today. With the Spirit's gifts empowering us for the work of ministry, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe. We pray that you stay healthy and that you are filled with the joy of Christ's birth. Have a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you here in 2021.